The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. Also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the US? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Over $30,000 up for grabs over the season. Go to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle, England. Here to talk about MLB as we head towards the playoffs uh, at an alarming rate. It's really creeping up now. Uh, tensions are rising. We're getting some real uh, playoff feel about some games. Uh, and joining me uh, this morning, we've got all sorts of new things going on. Um, I don't like change generally, uh, but this time it's uh, it's the same person, but he's not in Houston, Texas. He's in Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't know how many miles away that is, Moonaf. Uh, good morning. I think it looks like it's, it's sunny out your window. Have you just yes. woken up? Yeah. Uh, good morning for me. Uh, now we're what, eight hours apart now, are we? I know it's usually six when I'm in Houston, so I'm on the West Coast. I'm in Vegas. Um, the SGP crew is getting together. I know everybody's doing their own thing and it has stuff going on. And, you know, Sean and Ryan have been recording out of that beautiful, beautiful studio uh, over at the win with the blue wire podcast studios. Um, I was talking to Dan last night and I said, you know, I got in last night, I caught the tail end of the, uh, the first football game and I recorded a podcast with him after. So, uh, uh, the, the, the work doesn't stop right now. Hopefully we get into, I get into more fun stuff over the weekend, but, uh, just out here, continuing to grind and, and, um, still cashing baseball bets. I, I think that, uh, for me, at least the po- plays that I put on Twitter have been cashing, but uh, exciting times, like you mentioned, football, baseball, playoffs creeping up. It's it's a great time to be alive, you can say. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, expecting to be a partially broken man uh, today, Moonaf, already after 12 <laughs> hours or whatever in Vegas. The other thing I'm gravely disappointed about is, why aren't you in that flashy studio? I've logged on here. You're sitting with, you're in your, is that your hotel room? I mean, yeah, I'm in is. bed as well, to, like you said the other day about, I seem to be in a different room every time we record. So I, I took up your challenge. I've moved into the bedroom. Look, there we go. I'm in bed. There we go. So we're sitting here like Bert and Ernie um, yeah. for some reason. And the, where, where's the fancy studios? Do you, I not, will, do you not have enough clout, Muna? I don't. I'm not at the level of Sean and Ryan to, to be <laughs> into the, in that wonderful studio. But I, I may have to ask them to kind of take me in there just to, just to check it out. It looks really, really looked really nice when they were recording their uh their podcast for uh, college football and NFL. So I know I might have to talk to the bosses to try to get me in there and just to check it out. Maybe not record it yet, but just to check it out. Yeah, it's um, it does look great. All the content over the last uh, 48, 72 hours that the boys have put out 
um, the pre-game stuff for the um, Bucks and Cowboys last yeah. night and everything else has all been absolutely outstanding. Um, my One of my favourite times of the week is to put on the, the NFL Picks podcast. And I was driving about that. I just had it on this morning mm. with a little pen driver. I've got my pen in my hand, scribbling yeah. things down on my leg. Um, the kids always ask why I came in from work with Donald Parham written <laughs> on my leg. Uh, that, that sort of stuff. Um, so I've got a few choice things came written on my leg today. Um, I took a player prop on Pitts, uh, a player prop on, or oh, somebody else now, I can't remember, uh, in Tennessee, going to be my luck of the week. But yeah, it was it was yeah. a great first game last night. It was uh, it was exciting. Went all the way down to the wire. I think it the did. Cowboys exceeded expectations. They actually played really well. I yeah. think... Um, I think the SGP, um, the picks were maybe fading Prescott a little bit due to the lack of reps, but actually Prescott looked really sharp all the way throughout. And I think the Cowboys were probably a bit unlucky, Muna. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch the entire game. I was flying in during the first, well, I caught the first half on the plane, missed the third quarter. There were some, you know, I think Tampa Bay had almost four to five turnovers. I know Brady threw two interceptions, and there's a fumble by God uh, by uh, Chris Goodwin or Godwin uh, near that goal line uh, towards the end of the in the fourth quarter. But yeah, like you said, you got to give a lot of credit to the Dallas Cowboys the way they looked last night. Um, Dak looked really good. I think the secondary for the Bucks might be an issue going forward, but I think that's just because the skill position, at least the wide receiver positions, for the Cowboys look really good. So uh, maybe just first game. Uh, First game out of the gate was was down to the wire, like you said. A great game to start the week, and uh, hopefully that continues into the weekend. And uh, we also have what EPL back this weekend for you, also, don't we? Well, for yeah, all that's going to be that's going to be fun tomorrow. So yeah, it's, uh, Manchester United versus Newcastle United tomorrow, uh, Saturday afternoon, three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, so there was a little bit of talk in the week that Ronaldo might have to quarantine. Um, because obviously it's been international week this week, so mm. um, they had a couple of games. I think they were at home, Portugal, most of the time. Yeah. But obviously he's had to travel and had to come back, so I don't know if there's any restrictions. Um, but alas, he is allowed to play. Uh, Solskjaer yeah. announced today, so and to be honest, it makes no difference. It might make it 5 minutes instead of 4 nil. I mean, <laughs> it's really not changing anything. Um, so yeah, you can giggle away, but I'm so, so over it, Munaf. I just cannot tell you, like, uh, I might start supporting the Seattle Sounders or somebody. I might just go go 6,000 miles away your direction um, because we are so far in timeout. It's unbelievable. So what's, so what's going to happen if Newcastle pulls the upset? Moon off there is absolutely no chance. I will do the next podcast. I'll wear a Liverpool shirt. I'll do it naked. I'll do whatever you want, Moon off. I do not care. There is not going to... I'll send all the listeners uh, a Newcastle shirt with whoever scores the winner on it. There is no way we win that game tomorrow. Absolutely no way. Oh, God. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, EPL is back. But, you know, we we have baseball that's been going along here. It, it, we'll get into uh, some of the underdog stuff. Guys, I, think I put it on our show notes. I don't know if you saw it or not, but these underdogs are starting to cash in a little bit. I think we, uh, we had a decent week this week with our picks, no? Yeah, we've got a couple of the underdogs in a little while. I was going to build up to that because that's one of the uh, one of the great successes uh, that the Consig put us onto a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So um, we ended up with one void uh, mm-hmm. pick due to a pitching change. We've run, run into a lot of those recently, so we went three for two um, on the others, and that's in, that's a, a three dog sweet moon. Got to be yes. happy with that. 
so if we take them, we go through the the locks first. Then we get them out of the way before then we can trumpet our three dog sweep. So uh, mine was the pitch and change. Mm-hmm. Um, I took John Means for Baltimore, who got pushed back to Thursday. As it happens, he didn't pitch very well yesterday, so I probably dodged a bullet. Um, and Matt Harvey replaced him on Wednesday, so that was a no go. Uh, Scott took the Padres run line against the Angels. Um, you said there's a lot of stuff being on the Slack channel about <laughs> yeah uh, uh, about the Angels this week. I, so what's been going on over there? I, I failed to realize that this was Scott's lock uh, when we were talking about it on Tuesday night. And one of the guys had posted that the Padres and Blake Snell were, I think they were north of minus 330 on the money line. And I said, well, God, man, you you almost kind of ha- at that price for Blake. So, I mean, as great as his recent form he's been in, you might want to take a look at taking the uh, uh, Angels money line. And lo and behold, I mean, Blake Snell looked great again. Uh, he, I think he took a no-hitter into the seventh inning of that game. And the, the problem was for uh, the Padres was that their offense didn't show up. And at, at the end of the day, Blake's now, I believe, lost the no-hitter in the seventh inning or the eighth inning, and then I think the uh, Angels put up two in, in in the later innings, and they had tacked on one more in the, in the ninth, I believe, and um, they won the game. I think they were, I think it was like around plus 280 were the Angels, and, and that one kind of went up in flames, but you got what you needed out of Blake Snell, uh, at least for the Padres, and unfortunately, the bats didn't show up, so I guess that's how just, that's just how it goes sometimes, but I'll fully blend the Slack channel for the for the L there for Scott. So apologies to Scott on on his lock. Yeah, that was one of the uh, one of the most frustrating types of loss you can get in baseball, where yeah. you handicap one pitcher really well, uh, and then the bats don't do it on the other side. We've had half a dozen of those this season, which is yeah. absolutely unavoidable uh, if you're handicapping baseball games. It's just part of the territory. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit unfortunate. Uh, so that was a three. Um, uh, the sorry, your lock moon off. So my lock was voided. Scott's log went down. Um, <laughs> you you swore at me quite a lot after this. <laughs> I've just uh, remembered this. It made me laugh. Yeah, um, I had the Mets money line on Monday. Um, it was got. I forgot who was even was pitching this game. It feels it seems like it's so long ago. But long story short, <clears throat> the Mets got into the ninth inning. They were up three to two. I think they were really going back and forth in this game. And the Mets finally took the lead, headed into the bottom of the night. And before they went to the commercial break to uh, before they started the bottom of the ninth, I saw Edwin Diaz warming up and I was like, Oh God, this, this is not going to end well for me. And lo and behold, he gives up two runs in the bottom of the ninth to the nationals and they lose four to two or sorry, four to three. And I immediately message you and, it was just a words. string of swear words. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because the 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 thing that killed it the most is that your pick against the dogs, your pick and and dog, uh, your dog and Scott's dog got across the line, and then mine was the only one left for the day. Would have been nice to get off to a three and zero start, but Edwin Diaz uh, had to uh, ruin the day. But um, I guess I I bit the bullet this week with the with the bullpen melt- meltdown. Yeah, it was. Um... That was unfortunately the Mets left themselves in that position of having no room for error. Really, that uh, they've backed themselves against the wall with the the way they've scuffled along all year. And then they'd actually, we'd said 
last week that they'd put together four or five kind of ugly wins. I'd say I wasn't really sure how they'd even been winning games. They yeah. were all low-scoring games. They were all one-run games. Um, and it was only a matter of time before they fell on the wrong side of at least one of them. Unfortunately, um, like you say, you were the one who got it. And since then, I think they've, they've lost at least one or two very, very similarly as well. They lost their, Last uh, night, they were 2 nothing yeah. up. Yeah. And then yeah. just gave up a run in the seventh, a run in the eighth, and a run in the ninth and lose. Um, yeah. But that's that's the position they put themselves in, um, unfortunately, by not being great. So, um, yeah, it was unfortunate because, um, yeah, the triple lock on one night would have been would have been good. We got 20, uh, 26 of the 27 innings over the line. Uh, then inning number 27 was the one that cocked it up for us. But um, dogs-wise, though, uh, I took the Rangers on the money line against the Angels again. Um, and for the second time in two weeks, it was Scotty the first time. We took AG Alexi, mm-hmm. and AG Alexi was great and got us the win. Um, at a nice price, I think, for the Rangers. I enjoyed this one. It was a it was a four it was exactly how you wanted your pick to go. Yep. The pitcher you pick does well and you get the run support. Just the opposite, really, of what Scott did with Blake Snell. Uh yeah, and AG Alexi, I think it'll probably be worth a watch next time out because the Rangers aren't going to be made favourites for many games. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this was a uh, the guy that Scott was on, I think, uh last week, and then you pinpointed him this week and pitched real well. Um this line, uh, if you bet this game, I hope you got it in early because this line was starting to move uh, towards uh, the other way, uh, meaning that the odds were starting to decrease for AJ Alexia. I saw him anywhere from, I believe it was like plus 138 up to plus 142. Yeah. And I think by the time it was game time, he was down to around plus 118 and at plus 115 at some book. So uh, that was a great call by you and, and glad that, you know, that was almost a rocking chair sweat for you win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Scott's dog was Monday night, the Blue Jays on the money line against the Yankees. Well, the Blue Jays have just completed a strip of the Yankees, yep. uh, which we're going to talk about in a little while. So Scott did well. Um, and then you went back to the same well on Wednesday, Muna. Yeah, uh, Alec Manoa. I, I'm pretty sure that you know this is a guy that we've been backing all season long and talking about yeah. at volumes. And I, I'm pretty sure I knew that this guy was going to be an underdog just because he was going into Yankee Stadium um, no matter who he, who he pitched, I think he was facing, I think I believe it was Lewis Gill uh, that night. But regardless, he was around a plus 114, plus 107 underdog in this game, and it just didn't make sense. And we knew the books weren't going to make the Yankees an underdog in their own stadium, regardless of who was pitching uh, for the for the Blue Jays. So, um, like, like I mentioned, Mano was great that night. The offense put up six runs for him. And um, if if you bet on Blue Jays in all four games against the Yankees, you came out and made a lot of money because they were not great uh, this week. Sorry, <clears throat> against the Blue Jays. So um, glad to get that one across the board. Uh, Scott and I went back to back Blue Jay money line. So uh, glad we got that across the board and had a profitable week. Yeah, absolutely doing okay. Uh, um, a lot better this week. Uh, the last the last couple of weeks actually. Um, we'll stay on. The Blue Jays then, Moonaf, we've just yeah. uh, mentioned the swept the Yanks. So um, eight in a row for Toronto. Uh, Ten of 12, I think they've won. Yeah. Um, this is the first time, Moonaf, that a team has swept a four-game series at Yankee Stadium without falling behind since 1923. Wow. Uh, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, 90, 98 years, nearly a century of history. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the Blue Jays led. Um, for the entirety of that series. Um, 
Berrios was great. Uh, 109 pitches last night for him. Um, and people raised their eyebrows when they picked him up at the trade deadline mm-hmm. um, because Toronto weren't a playoff team or at that time weren't a playoff team. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Berrios, behind Berrios, uh, they're winning games and they're now um, half a game back of that wildcard spot. Yeah, this was, uh, we had talked about this on our, on our last show that this was going to be a big series for the Blue Jays. And I really was not expecting them to win this series. I was not expecting them to, let alone win all four games going into Yankee Stadium, like you just mentioned, and not even trailing. I mean, um, we, I think this was a team that you had talked about to look out for when we were talking about the second half of the season. Uh, where the did, Blue Jays, I did. And then they immediately yeah. dropped off. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're, they're back again. But like we say, that's baseball, I suppose. Yeah, and, and you you have those cold streaks and and hot streaks in the um, in baseball. I think Blue Jays are winning games at the right time right now, with about what twenty to twenty <clears throat> twenty two games left here in the regular season for them to get hot and put themselves into contention for a wild card spot. I think that's uh, truly remarkable. Uh, and uh, like we mentioned, going into Yankee Stadium, winning all four games there. Um, I. I kind of want to talk about this Blue Jays rotation because we talked about like this is one of the teams that really, if they get a great rotation going, at least for this season and even next season, this is going to be a team that's going to be on the rise in this AL East division, which is already so competitive, right? With the Red Sox and the Yankees. Now you're talking about the Blue Jays and you know we always, people always forget about the Rays, but the Rays are now running away with the division. They pretty much have it locked up. But now that you've added Jose Barrios, if they're able to get him to a long-term deal, we've talked about Alec Manoa, who's been really good. Robbie Ray, your guy, has been phenomenal all season long. Uh, Rayu has kind of been that guy that they were hoping would be that ace of the team, but he just hasn't panned out this season. Those are four pretty great pitchers to have on your rotation for the Blue Jays, and you parlay that with the the, um, batting lineup that they have led by Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Marcus Simeon, George Springer, who's he's clearly not healthy right now, but when he is, he can be a great bat for you. Some of the other guys, Bo Bichette, uh, these guys that they have in their lineup, this is an exciting team to kind of root for and uh, kind of to, for us to think about going into next season. So um, I, I really like the way that they kind of constructed this team on both sides of the baseball, whether it's been their batting lineup and their pitching rotation. Yeah, really, really like the Blue Jays. Um, I think it has been said earlier in the season that there, this lineup could be the same for for, for sort of years to come, particularly uh, the middle part. You've got Vlad, who's 22 years old, Bulbashet, yeah. who's been outstanding at 23. Uh, Tioska Hernandez, I think, hits lefties better than just about anyone in the league. Yeah. Um, someone who's been on an absolute heater is the catcher, Alejandro Kirk. Um, mm. He's only uh, 22 years old as well. Um he little fat bloke. He's not much to look at, moving enough, but um, <laughs> he, he DHs a little bit for them as well. If Danny Jansen catches, uh, Alejandro Kirk DHs, and um, yeah, he's been he's been ding, dinger after dinger after dinger. Um, that fifth starter you the, the, the starter you didn't mention there, Stephen Matz. Yeah, um, and Stephen Matz isn't a SP five. I don't think he's a he's probably been an SP three on the books of um sure. of the Mets for a couple of seasons. He reminds me a little bit of Robbie Ray, just. Left-handed and occasionally a little bit wild, and occasionally can throw in a stinker. And obviously, Robbie Ray's figured it out. Um, Matz has had a bit of a, a donut of a season. He started really well, dropped off, and now he's finishing strong again. Um, 
yeah, and the Blue Jays, I think, will be certainly on our radars when we come to record uh, pre-season stuff. I mean, we say they're, they're one game back in the wild card. They're still fourth in the division, which is quite hard to fathom. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Because Boston, uh, the Yankees and Toronto are all covered by a game and a half, um, all way behind Tampa. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy watching Toronto. They're a fun team to hit. Uh, a fun team to watch, sorry. Um, mm. On the back of that, though, Moon, I thought, I mean, where does this leave the Yankees? Because obviously, we panned them in April. Uh, then all of a sudden, we, we sort of waited for them to get hot. And then, bang, it happened. And they won however many in a row, 13 or whatever it was in a row. Yeah. And then they've gone exactly the way. I think, Munaf, they're just a middling team, but they're not doing it in middling ways. So yeah. they, they'll win 30 and lose 25, but they're not doing it win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They're, they're just uh, putting streaks together one way or the other. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head that they're just kind of putting streaks together, right? They're not being that consistent team where they're maybe winning two out of three games in a series. Just getting the series win, I think that's more important right now for any teams that are in contention for either it's a division race, which is only one or two that are left to kind of figure out. And then obviously the bigger picture is the wild card um, positioning for both of the leagues, the National League and the American League. So for the Yankees, I mean, you know, like you just mentioned that they won the, you know, 11, 12, 13 games in a row. Now they've they've lost, you know, four in a row for sure against the Blue Jays. And if you take a look, they have 22 games left on the season. Nine of those are against uh, the Rays, the Red Sox, um, and the Blue Jays. So, wow. again, it, it's kind of tough sledding. They have three games against the Mets this weekend, which is not going to be an easy task for them either because it, it is the Mets. I mean... As much as as bad as they've been, I think this is going to be a big series, and we'll, we'll talk about series later. But um, for the Yankees, they just got to find that consistency. You know, you don't have to go out and win 11, 12, 13 games in a row and then go out and lose as many games as you do because then that's not going to mean anything for you at that point. So um, just just getting series wins, and now you're really getting down to if you're the, the separation that you want to create between the other teams that are kind of chasing your position down. With 22 games left, now is the time to start playing your best baseball if you want to make the playoffs. And the Blue Jays are doing that right now. Um, the Mariners, again, are, are another team that are playing well. But as far as the Yankees, they got to find that consistency because these these bats go hot and cold at the same time. And I think when we had uh, uh, Dave on the show is that they can hit, but they're still striking out a lot. And the guy that they acquired, I believe, Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo to, has just stopped. Yeah. Sometimes you might as well not take a bat up there with him. Yeah, they just benched, walk up and walk back. Yeah, they benched him. I believe it was the other night because he has just been so bad for this team. Rizzo, another guy that they acquired at the trade deadline, he was off to a hot start. I think he had a home run the other night. But other than that, he, he's kind of cooled off himself. So when you have guys like that that are between Gallo, Stan, and Judge who are going to get up there, either hit it out of the ballpark or strike out, that's not going to bode well. You need guys that are going to hit for average, and I think that's what their issue is right now. I remember the uh, the Consig saying that the New York Yankees had a bigger O-line than the New York Jets <laughs> when he was on the show. <laughs> that was a great line. Um, and yeah, he's just about right. They're all absolute monsters. But if they don't hit the ball, uh, they could end up looking a little bit silly. Um a little bit of injury news. We haven't been doing much injury stuff just because a lot of it's been largely irrelevant to the teams uh, coming into the season. Um, but uh, as the Dodgers come down this stretch, run, Clayton Kershaw made the rehab start, I think in Albuquerque maybe, um, yeah. because 
They played that series last week. Giants came out on top. Uh, still neck and neck. Giants have got that little lead. They had a good comeback win the other night uh, against the Rockies, uh, which Scott Reichel of this parish uh, backed live at plus 390. He mm-hmm. backed the Rockies bullpen to blow up in the ninth, which is exactly what they did. Um, but if you go to the, the roster resource page on Fangraphs, the, the Dodgers and the Giants were both running on three starting pitches. Um, Dodgers have gone, I think, back-to-back bullpen days uh, against the Cards and making a real making a real struggle out of everything. So it's really tough sledding through September for a lot of these teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kershaw, Kershaw coming back would make a difference. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that both the Giants and the Dodgers are kind of struggling right now. And Dodgers really dropped the ball this weekend again, or this week uh, against the Cardinals. I believe they lost two out of the three games. Um, and the Padres, uh, sorry, the Padres, the Giants took care of business against the Rockies going into Coors Field. So uh, now they're out to only a two and a half game lead, but that two and a half game lead is going to seem monumental for the Dodgers that are trying to chase them down. Um, and again, this week is going to be very, very important uh, for the Dodgers this weekend because they have, between the Giants and the Dodgers, they have a combined 16 games left against the Padres. Now, if Padres want to play spoiler, yeah. this is the opportunity for them to do it. Uh, for the Giants, it's crazy. 10 of their 22 games left are going to be against the Padres. So, um, you know, for, for the for the Dodgers, I think it's about them getting healthy. Uh, hopefully they can get Kershaw back. Um, and I think, you know, Cody Bellinger was a guy we haven't talked about for the Dodgers that has just been – so bad this season is batting below 200 for them. This is a guy that was an MVP not too long ago, right? And for him to struggle like this, I think it's crazy. But they have more than enough to compensate. Trey Turner, I mean, what can you say about this guy? This guy is just so, so good. And if they're able to keep him around in L.A. with the Dodgers, him and Mookie Betts, I said this before, him and him and Mookie Betts at the one and two spot, for the for the Dodgers, that's going to set them up real, real well for the rest of the season. Or sorry, for for a very long time in L.A. So, um, you know, it's about getting healthy right now for some of these guys. I think one more injury that we didn't mention for the Yankees is that Jameson Tyone uh, is going to be, I think he's gone for the rest of the season. I, I believe I saw a note where he might have to opt for Tommy John surgery. So that's a big loss for the Yankees when a guy that was pitching pretty well for them uh, in the second half of the season. Yeah, the, the Giants' magic number is down to six now. We're starting to see some small numbers for them to make the playoffs. Um, actually seen a little bit more uh, of the Giants uh, this week than I normally do because they've been uh, in a more UK-friendly time zone. And mm. yeah, I'm starting to root for them, you know. Uh, yeah. I've had no strong feels either way. Uh, but this happened a little bit when when Leicester City won the APL at 5,000 to 1. And when it got to April, sort of March, April time, I yeah. started. everyone started sort of leaning towards Leicester and said, yeah, come on, do it for the little man. Uh, and this is, I've just started got that feeling about the Giants because you can't help but like them and like what they've done whenever you watch them. Yeah, 100%. Um, they've, they've been great. Like, um, I mean, Trey Turner, he got, he seems to be the forgotten man in that blockbuster deal. I, I listened to a bit of the Dodgers call the other night and the one of the wags commentating uh, said that so, uh, Max Scherzer was to throw in in the Trey Turner deal rather than the other way around. Just <laughs> I was because, just going to mention that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, how can you have Trey Turner as sort of the throw-in guy uh, in a deal like that? It's absolutely unbelievable because he's been hitting out of his socks. Like absolutely, Every time he goes up to the plate, you expect him to kind of minimum double. That's just what you expect him to do. Yeah. Um, the Padres, though, however, 
uh, in this wild card race. All of a sudden, Cincinnati are hanging around. Yeah. But I don't know where they've been. It's like they've sort of been hiding behind a hedge and they've just joined in. Uh, they're sitting one game back in the wild card race. So the, the Padres don't have an easy um, rest of season. There's no, the strength of schedule that you just mentioned. It's very, uh, so very yeah, tough. Cincinnati um, just one game back uh, of San Diego. So there might be some little uh, some little betting opportunities for Cincinnati if you can fancy them to win to win a, a, maybe a wild card game and then and then get a series somewhere. Yeah, Cincinnati has 21 games left in the season. Nine of those are against the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. And four against the Nationals. So those are 13 games right there where they can, you know, make some noise. You take a look at the Padres schedule. They don't have an easy opponent left in their 23 games. They have 10, 16 of their 23 games are either against the Giants or the Dodgers. Then after the fact, they have four against the um, the Atlanta Braves and then three against the Cardinals. So they don't, they're, they have by far the toughest schedule remaining in the entire MLB, no easy opponents. I mean, between the four teams that I just mentioned, those are not going to be cakewalks for them. So very, very difficult schedule for them. Um, Cardinals are in that same boat as we talk about the NL wild card, seven against the Brewers, three against the Padres, three against the Reds. So um, if you're able to find it, I think, you know, kind of tying in the betting part of it is that if you're able to find some make or miss playoffs, I, I think if you find a pretty decent price for the Cincinnati Reds, I think this might be the opportunity for you to take uh, the Cincinnati Reds because they do have the second easiest schedule remaining. Um, and the Phil- uh, the Philadelphia Phil- uh, Phillies, I mean, Dave told us about this team. They by far have the easiest schedule remaining. Three games left against a, um, uh, sorry, the Braves, which is their toughest opponent. But after that, Malcolm, three against the Orioles, four against the Pirates, three against the Marlins, three against the Rockies, and three against the... Uh, Cubs. So those are probably the worst teams. You couldn't remaining. pick apart from the D back. If you were listing the worst teams in baseball, the only one you missed out with the D backs. Yeah, and we, we've talked about D backs. Like you, you, this is a team that you talked about that they, they're not laying down right now either. I mean, they're gonna maybe get a game or two from you in a series, but for the Phillies, the 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 opportunity is right there in front of them. So just so much going on that you kind of want to keep track of this on the daily with. Uh, with, with opportunities to make money or make or miss playoffs type of things uh, for some of these teams. If you want to make uh, any money on the Phillies or the Reds, uh, with boosted odds, win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in with your favorite teams, players and sports. NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and anything else you can think of. Great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Download the app or visit wynnbet.com. Download, bet, and win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds, a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. 
Um, I picked up some fluff from the MLB website today, Muna. Oh. Uh, just a couple of little uh, numbers. We like a numbers game. Uh, we're just talking about the Padres, so this all segues together nicely. Austin Austin Adams, uh, relief pitcher um, for San Diego. Um, he's on. He's possibly on course for a record, Muna, and hit by pitches. Uh, he's on 20 hit by pitches. Um, I think the record's 23. Um, however, anyone, maybe anyone who's had more than 20, I think they've done it in minimum 173 innings of work. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you see, you see where this is going. Austin Adams has managed to hit 20 batters <laughs> in 42 innings of work. I mean, that's a, that's a world record times five. He's, he's 500% ahead of anyone else who's ever plunked a, plunked a man. Uh, the bloke's on fire. He's averaging about what one hit per uh, hit hits hit innings, yeah. about per inning. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so if he hasn't innings. hit the first five men in front of you, Moon, yeah. look out! That's what you're, I'm yeah, saying. You're going to get plucked by this guy. <laughs> he's that's, coming for you. Uh, that's crazy. So yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on how Austin Adams goes the next time. He's actually uh, to coin a phrase, he's kind of been effectively wild, um, and they they keep putting him in there because he's been doing okay. Um, but yeah, he will you will hit two or three on the way. <laughs> uh, to get themselves out of a jam. So uh, the other thing I picked up from that little piece that they they, they ran was um, the Phillies. Um, again, record setting the ninth most all time blown saves, uh, wow. thirty. Um, now we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the Giants had, I think, forty two saves, and that wow. was maybe about ten days ago. So they might be they might have a few more in the hutch by now. Um, but 30 blown saves is absolutely staggering, Munaf. Some of your bets could be, uh, you could have cashed them out already. Yeah, imagine if you just cut this number in half. Philly's yeah. going to pretty much lock yeah. up this division, right? And yeah. we, would, we would only have one division left to talk about here, but thank you for the Phillies for keeping it interesting. So um, I think it's going to be a battle between them and the Braves here down the stretch because I think the Mets are pretty much just out of it. They have a very tough schedule remaining also, so... Um, I think this weekend series between the Yankees and the Mets is going to tell it all which way these teams are going to go. Um, but yeah, 30 blown slaves. I mean, you would think that at a trade deadline that your GM would go out and get you a closer that's able to shut the door for you, but I guess they don't want to win games. I don't know what the deal is. 30 blown saves, that's pretty mind-boggling. It certainly is because they've tried absolutely everybody. I mean, yeah, they're certainly closers kicking around on the bad teams as well. Uh that, that would have moved would have moved relievers on. Yeah. Um, so moving off, uh, the underdogs, the streak, the September bet, which the Consig turned us on to. Um, we talked about it on September the 1st, where we would have nominally won $506 yeah. to a level $100 bet. And then actually, when we spoke about it, we'd had three losing days, which therefore made me sound really intelligent and offer a very, a very valid theory as to why it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't working. And since then, it's then got in profit five days in a row, moving off, obviously. So, yeah, give us the numbers, man. It's impressive. It is. It's it's crazy how how some of these big... And it, like we talked about last week, that you only need some of these like one or two big uh, underdogs. Like we talked about the Angels when they were playing the Padres the other night. I think the Orioles are another example this week. But uh, I think we left it off on, um, let's say, September 4th. We had said that there had been three days in a row that the underdogs were not cashing, but since September 5th, and I'll kind of just run down the numbers here. If you put a $100 bet on every single underdog, September 5th, and uh, these are going to be based off of the closing numbers for uh win bet. So um, 
four you would have been up four hundred and twenty one dollars on September fifth, two hundred and seventy dollars on September sixth, September seventh you would have been up three hundred and seventy seven dollars, September eighth six hundred and fifty one dollars, and then September ninth yesterday you would have been up three hundred and eighty five dollars. So that I, I I should have done the math for over the past five days. It almost About seems twenty four hundred like, moon. Yeah, so blindly, blindly like like Dave had mentioned, if you just blindly played these bets in the morning, checked your account the next morning, you would have been in a very very happy mood this week, um, as far as just betting MLB underdogs. And right now, we're gonna keep track of it every uh, every every day, and we'll get you an update every time we record. But year to month. Since September 1st, if you bet the underdog every single day, every single game, you would have been up uh, $1,185. So, so we're going to keep this uh, going for sure, uh, Malcolm. But it's staggering to think that this week you would have been up $2,400 without you having to put in any work. It's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, I haven't been doing it as well. I think that's one of the that's one of the key factors in this. Um, yeah. I said I was going to get around to it and then just didn't because things are going on. Um you know, we, yeah, we we said that, that what a great way of building up a little bankroll for for NFL Sunday or or to put yeah. some season long props on and stuff. Um, yeah, and if you've done it to a, a, a ten, like you call your pizza bet five mm-hmm. five dollars, you're yeah. sitting on one hundred and twenty dollars to ten dollars for two hundred and forty. Um, absolutely outstanding stuff. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, even if it just chugs along now, we're kind of slightly plus odds. I mean, my tally side picks are, are a little bit under fifty percent, but the um, my return on investment is over the ten dollar mark. Um, just be because I, again picking some of these uh, some of these fancier priced ones. So yeah, still looking for your spots, but yeah, just pick them blindly, man. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Yep. Um, some series for this week then, Moonaf. We've already alluded to one or two: uh, the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres all battling it out again with each other. Um. And then we've got a we've got a subway series as well, which both teams really could do with sweeping. Yeah, this is a big series. I, you know, we we're kind of uh, alluding it to it earlier that uh, it almost seems like both the Yankees and the Mets are kind of in the same position in their respective uh, leagues, um, both chasing down wild, wild card spots. Um, so I, I think whichever team kind of comes out of this, whether they win two out of the three or, or even get a sweep. Um, they're going to set the, set themselves up nicely over the final 18 to 19 games here. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what can we say? I think it's going to be a more exciting series. Obviously, you know, you have the uh, subway series between the Yankees and the Mets. Um, both the teams have kind of been on a stinker here. The Yankees coming off a, a home sweep by the Blue Jays, the Mets uh, losing a couple games to the Marlins by their, by their closer, Edwin Diaz. So, um, this is going to be a fun uh, series to just keep your eye on. I know a lot of people are going to eyeballs are going to be glued to football this weekend, um, but definitely keep your eye out for for this series. A uh, big, big series for both of these teams. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, NL Wild Wild Card. Mm-hmm. Um, talks about Cincinnati. And they get the cards now. The cards are only two games behind uh, yeah. Cincinnati, I think. Yeah. Uh, so with the they've got a three game series. Uh, coming up this weekend. So that could be all change as well. Um, do you have a lean either way? St. Louis just don't really do it for me. They just seem a little bit milky. 
Yeah, I think that it kind of come really for these two teams. It's really going to come down to the pitching, right? And I, I, it's tough because there's not really a guy. I think that if the Cardinals still had Jack Flaherty on their rotation, I mean, he went back to the IL a couple of weeks back before he, when he got back. Um, I think the conversation would be different because that just kind of adds more depth to your rotation does for the Cardinals. But for the Reds, um, they have, like we mentioned earlier, that they if they can find a way to win this series against the Cardinals, that their schedule sets up really nicely for them as they kind of head down to the the wire, them and the Philadelphia Phillies. So um, I don't really have a lean either way. I mean, I, even if one of these teams do get into the playoffs, I don't think that they'll be able to make much noise against either the, the Giants and Dodgers, uh, you know, whichever team they face, the Brewers. Um, it'll just be tough sledding because I just don't believe in, in their pitching. Yeah, you're right. The pitching's a struggle. I mean, the, the, the man you're most likely to get a win out of for the Cardinals is Adam Wayne, right? Yeah. About a 40-year-old guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Jake Woodfed's come in. Uh, rookie done okay, but then it's it's Leicester, Nicholas Happ. It's not very inspiring. Yeah. And the other thing that St. Louis has struggled with is the bullpen. Now, we um, between April and probably mid-August, um, I was all on the Alex Reyes train, and he was giving me a good run for my money in terms of saves. Um, I had a little 50 to one um, for him to be the top closer and he was sort of second he was quite a little way behind um, uh, Melancon Melanson from the Padres yeah. mm-hmm. but he was, he, was, he was up there he was challenging and then all of a sudden he's absolutely uh, fallen off a cliff uh, he blew several saves and now he's, he's way back down the pecking order he's in middle relief I think he pitched the fifth inning last night uh, in that game against the Dodgers um, so yeah they've struggled a little bit and you like you say uh, Jack Flaherty, uh, Kim, the pitcher that I really like, uh, KK, the the Korean lad, um, even Wade LeBlanc. I mean, they, they've got a really old pitching staff, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the Cardinals don't really do it for me. And I, I think the, the Reds would love to uh, to get away from them this weekend, put that to bed uh, a little while. Um, the Padres-Dodgers move, we've talked about it a couple of times, um, but you reckon the, the, the Dodgers are vulnerable uh, and the Padres could really open the door for the Giants uh, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I think this is a huge year for the Dodgers because I think the Padres, we can say that they have been playing better than they were after the trade deadline. Um, obviously, Tatis being back, uh, Blake Snell looking like he's um, turned it around here a little bit. But um, I think that if the offense is able to get going for the Padres, and like I said, the Dodgers are dealing with some, t- some injuries, and you still have... I think that the downfall this weekend will be that the Dodgers are, or the Padres are going to face some of the best pitchers of the Dodgers. And I should have uh, pulled this up on who they're going to face, but let me see if I can do that here real quick. I, I think that Max Scherzer should be going this weekend. Walker Buehler is another guy. Julio Urias, I think, goes to, tonight against uh, Joe Musgrove. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, tomorrow it is Chris Paddock versus Walker Buehler. Um, and then Sunday it's Blake Snell versus Max Scherzer. So, uh, three of the best pitchers you're facing for the, uh, for the Dodgers or, or the Padres. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's tough when you're going up against those three pitchers, right? Because just they've been so good all season long. And if the Padres, I mean, with Chris Pata going up against Walker Bueller, I'm just going to be interested to see what that line kind of comes out at because, we, the Chris, Chris Paddock has been a guy that we've been fading all season long, um, but who knows? I mean, if they're able to steal a game or two and the bats aren't able to show up for the Dodgers like they did in the um, uh, Cardinal series, 
even if they get one game from from the Dodgers, I think that's going to maybe bode well for the um, for the Giants because the Giants have the Cubs this weekend, so uh, they should probably get all three games from the, uh, from the from the Cubs this weekend. Should the Giants? Yeah, the Padres have just been so disappointing. Uh, yeah, it has a been. real letdown. Like, because I mean, even if they'd they could the, the games that they they could have taken off uh, the Dodgers and the Giants would have made that a real fun three. There were the most in there. Yeah, they were one of the most hyped teams coming into the season because they had made all sorts of moves, you know, getting Blake Snell, getting you Darvish, and the, everybody was just so excited about this team, but they just haven't been able to uh, perform um, this season. Hopefully they, they make some improvements over the offseason, and who knows, they may be back again next season. Yeah, it just hasn't quite hasn't quite come together for them. Um, turn your picks into real cash prizes with prize picks. It's fast, it's easy. It all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players, decide if they'll go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win. Up to 10 times your money. Prize picks is the only way to play. Use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code SGP. Okay, Munaf. Uh, we went six and zero. We went three and two with all the three W's being our dogs. Uh, so two solid weeks of profit. Yep. Um, where are we going to go this week, Moonaf? We'll uh, you can hit lead off. Um, you're in. You're in the city that's supposed to be uh, oh. really lucky for you. So I'll if be... you can't get these picks right, Moonaf, this is going to be <laughs> a portent of your weekend. You give me two. <laughs> give me two winning picks here. Uh, and you're going to go home a wealthy man. So right. what you got? I'll be the trade turner and lead it off. Uh, let's go Saturday. Um, just a team that we just talked about, the Giants versus the Cubs. I'm going to take the Giants run line here, minus the one and a half versus the Cubs. The money line is going to be juiced uh, probably north of 200. So I think you may be able to get a a lower uh, south of a 200 favorite price on the Giants here. Um, it'll be Kevin, uh, Kevin Gossman versus Zach Davies on the mound. Um, Kevin Gossman has been solid all season long. A guy that we've talked about, especially on the road this season, seven and two with a 1.95 ERA, um, this season, he faced the Cubs once this season. He pitched seven innings, allowed only two hits and did not give up any runs to the Cubs. Giants are three and one against the Cubs this season. Uh, not a big sample, obviously, because they're not in their division, but, um, you know, the Cubs, uh, they pretty much gave it up after the trade deadline, like we saw with the guys that they traded away. Um, and the Giants, I mean, they just beat up on the bad teams like they did against the Rockies this past week. Meanwhile, for the Cubs, like I mentioned, Zach Davies is on the mound, 6-10 and 10 with a 5.16 ERA with a 1.52 whip. At home this season, he is 4-6 and six with a 5.58 ERA. So uh, this might be just, uh, just batting practice for the Giants here. I think they should take care of business. Um, he has one start, does Zach Davies against the Giants this season. It was not pretty. He went four and one-thirds of an inning, eight hits allowed, four earned runs, and the Giants were batting 400 against him in that game. So um, definitely don't recommend the money line here. It'll be juice probably north of 200, but I do like the run line. I will be playing this at minus one and a half, minus two and a half, um, and also probably be taking the Giants team total on this game. But for our show purposes, I will be taking run line Giants Saturday, Kevin Gossman versus the Cubs and Zach Davies on the mound. Uh, Saturday for my dog, again, it'll be the Tigers' first five money line versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Louis Patino versus yep. 
Casey Mize. Mize and Scarlett Scuba have been the two guys that have probably been the darlings of our podcast all season long. And I'm going to go back to the well with uh, Casey Mize. Um, I think this is more of a fade of the race starting pitcher for me. Uh, he is one and one on the road with a 6.92 ERA, 26 innings pitched, 28 hits allowed, 20 earned runs uh, over that span on the road. And over his last six starts, he's allowed at least two runs in five of the six games in the first five innings. So if the Tigers are able to get to them, uh, get to him early, I think my should be able to pitch well enough against the Rays uh, to get this across the board in five innings, not the full game. So um, meanwhile, like I said, Casey Mize, he has pretty good numbers at home. Just the wins haven't translated for him three and four, but he has a 3.71 ERA. He's been in good form over his last three starts, 14 innings pitch, eight hits allowed and only three runs given up in that span. So um, I will take the Tigers first five money line as my dog of the weekend. So just to recap, that is going to be the Giants run line on Saturday. And then my dog is Saturday. Also Tigers first five innings money line versus the race. Excellent. Luna. Yeah. I like the Gorsman pick, but you do have to find another angle in um, because he will be talking. So the, yeah. uh, the run line is exactly the right thing to do. And yeah. Um, as much as I like Lewis Patino, uh, Detroit have been Detroit. I feel like have been one of the greatest value teams all season. Yeah. Um, because even though they were expected to be relatively poor, they haven't been. They've been okay, but they've always been feisty. They've always been there about, and they're always uh, a good value price um, behind the likes of, say, Mize and Scooble, and even Matthew Boyd can throw in the odd game. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's it Matt Manning as well. So they've got they've got plenty of names who give you a chance. Uh, so yeah, good with both of those, Moonaf. Um, my lock on Saturday is fairly Route One. Um, it's Charlie Morton and the Braves against Trevor Rogers of the Marlins. I think the presence of Trevor Rogers will make this um, a viable price. Uh, it'll be relatively chalky, maybe, I don't know, maybe minus 160-ish. But Rogers has been pitching really well for Miami. Uh, so I don't think they will be prohibitively short, the Braves. Um, Rogers is 7-6 and six with a 2.52 ERA. Uh, really good stuff from him. Um, he missed August through injury. Uh, had one start since he came back. He did okay, uh, but he only he only went four point one innings. Uh, gave up six hits and two walks. Uh, so gave up eight runners in those four uh, in those four innings that he pitched. So I'm just banking on, on him being slightly rusty uh, from that return. Uh, Charlie Morton has been a sneaky Cy Young contender, really, um, and. Uh, the Braves obviously still lead in the division. The Braves are going to be trying. They're going to be going at full tilt. Uh, Morton's 13-5 and five, uh, with a 3.47 ERA. But over his last six starts, he's been pitching to a 2.78 ERA. Uh, so I think this will be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. But I think the Braves will have enough uh, to win. it. probably no scoring something like maybe 4-2, 5-3. So I'll take Charlie Morton there. Uh, my dog uh, is going to be on Sunday night. And it's Pittsburgh and Bryce Wilson against uh, Washington and Paolo Espino. Uh, now, Bryce Wilson pitched well for the Braves last season. I think he, he may have even pitched a playoff game, started a playoff game uh, himself. And Ian Anderson, uh, the two rookies, came up. Fairly similar pitches. And um, Ian Anderson still going well for the Braves' rotation. But Bryce Wilson was traded at the deadline. Um, since being traded, he's 0-3. Um, but he's playing for Pittsburgh. What do you expect? Uh, and but he's got a 4.35 ERA 
He's been fairly consistent. You know, kind of what you're going to get here. He's going to go five or six innings. He's never been lit up. Uh, he's never had a real shellacking. Um, he did have a couple of great starts in May when he was on the Braves. So something around what he's been doing, maybe with a little bit of upside uh, that we have seen already this season. Uh, his whip's only been 1.19. So he's not getting into jams. So I think you know what you're getting um, through uh, from Bryce Wilson. So hopefully, uh, on the flip side of that, is that Pittsburgh can can do some damage to Paulo Espino. Now he's four and four uh, with a, a 4.35 ERA. But his ERA to me looks quite lopsided because um, he pitched in relief uh, from April to June, 20 innings just, and his ERA was 1.74. Um, so that ERA has jumped up to 4.35 since then. Uh, but his July ERA is 4.56. His August ERA is 7.46. Uh, and he's had two starts so far in September. Um, which have come out of the 6.10 ERA. Um, he's on the road. Uh, he, is, he has an ERA of 5.2 on the road. So I think Bryce Wilson will definitely be competitive, which is pretty much all we want. Uh, Washington haven't been hitting great. They're not a great side. Uh, and hopefully, Wilson, I think this will be a decent price as well, uh, maybe 140-ish. So hopefully uh, Wilson can get Pittsburgh over the line there for us, Muna. We're really going down into like the the lower tier teams that kind of fall uh, get these dogs across hey, for they us. They all I pay mean, the same though, don't they? They do, and I think hundred percent it kind of lines up with how September dogs have been catching at least for this week, and hopefully it continues into this weekend. Um, so solid picks again. You know, hopefully I, I think that you know uh, the the one handicap that all you need to say for the Braves pick was that. They know they know that they have to win games if they're going to yeah. lock up this division, and um, you know they've been doing that, right? And I think that um, going up against the Marlins, I think this is an opportunity for them that they should be able to win games here. Um, you know, w- w- there, there's not much you can say, right? Charlie Morton has been a great pickup for them. I did see that they signed him to an extension for next season, uh, so he'll be back with the Braves. Um, love that pick, and then again, our dogs. I think at this point. Whatever dog we pick, it might just cash because that's just been the story of the of the week so far. But you know, pirates are a frisky bunch, right? And I think the numbers that you kind of alluded to with with uh, the the national starting pitcher again, because the national because the pirates are one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the entire MLB, they're going to be an underdog regardless in any game for the rest of the season. So uh, hopefully, these get across for us uh, this weekend. And then I know uh, Scott has two picks for us uh, as well. Hey guys, Scott Reichel back again with your lock and dog for the weekend. Quickly recapping how we did over the week. We ended up splitting, but we did win the dog, so we made .25 units, but we'll be looking for a sweep over the weekend. Starting with the lock, looking on Saturday's card at the Mariners' money line, taking on the Diamondbacks. Mariners have won six of their last eight games. You know, the Diamondbacks have lost 10 of their last 11. Diamondbacks also atrocious on the road this season. They've lost 52 of their first 69 road games this season. And Flexen is pitching for Seattle last month, 31 and one-third innings pitched, 2.59 ERA. I think he'll pitch well, and I think Seattle should win this game pretty easily. Now, looking at the dog, sticking with Saturday's card, looking at the Mets' money line at home against the Yankees, Yankees have fallen apart, losing 10 of their last 12 games. Meanwhile, the Mets have won eight of their last 11. Taiwan Walker is pitching for the Mets at home this season. He's been very good, 72 and two-thirds innings pitched, 3.22 ERA. And Corey Kluber, 
Kluber is on the mound for the Yankees. He's made two starts since returning from the IL, and they have not gone well. Seven and two-thirds innings pitched, 8.22 ERA. I think the Yankees will keep slumping, and the Mets will end up getting the victory here with a small underdog price. But that's your lock and dog for the weekend. Let it ride. There you go. Picks from Scott Reichel. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, pleasure as always. Uh, and Munaf. Um, we've got to the end of this podcast. We kept it a little bit briefer than usual, uh, yeah. obviously because it's very early in the morning. Yeah, you've got you've got a Vegas to hit for God's sake. Don't <laughs> be sitting here talking to me lying in bed five thousand miles away. Um, <laughs> what, what's your plan for the rest of the day? Yeah, um, I need to go uh, submit my picks for the Circa contest uh, later on. Um, just finalizing some uh, NFL betting stuff, man. I'm gonna go down to the sports book, let's look at to see if I like any numbers. Um, you know, just just really keep it casual for today. Just try to get as much work done because I know we won't be doing much over college football tomorrow and NFL Sunday. So, um, just kind of just kind of take the day, maybe hit some tables later on. But uh, I'll still be grinding here. So, um, hopefully, it's a fun weekend with the guys this weekend uh, here in Vegas. Uh, hopefully, we're able to catch some bets. Uh, great start yesterday with player props. Uh, we did drop a player prop uh, week one episode with myself and Dan, so definitely check that out. But other than that, we have baseball, we have college football, EPL is back this weekend, NFL week one, obviously, on Sunday. So sports, sports, and more sports, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely, sports, sports, and more sports. I am doing the very English thing of going for beers and a curry with the boys tonight. Friday night, beers and a curry. That's what every there man in England does on a Friday night. Uh, so yeah, can't. Um, hopefully, if I get too hungover, I won't have to watch a Newcastle match tomorrow. I can uh, sleep <laughs> through it. That's my plan. I'm trying to numb the pain in advance. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, as always, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, leave ratings and reviews, likes and things. Uh, we need some. Uh, we need some podcast reviews, Munaf. Yeah, we do. We. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that we haven't gotten more from our listeners. Um, so hopefully, you know, please, guys, if you haven't, pick up your wife's phone, pick up your son, daughter, cousin, grandma, grandpa, boss. I don't care. Just to leave us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review. Um, you know, we haven't gotten much, so that's that's really going to help us. So if you're listening to us, just take the time and please drop us a, a review on uh, your respective pod players, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening to. So. Um, we really, really would appreciate if you guys can uh, leave us a review and a rating on, on your respective players. But um, anything else, Malcolm? No, absolutely not. I just want to wish you a very fun weekend and a profitable weekend, Munaf. Thank uh, you, sir. Stay steady. Don't go too crazy. Be I'll all right. try not to. <laughs> um, yeah. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy your NFL Sunday. Um, and obviously keep keep one eye on the baseball as well because yep. there's plenty of winners in there. Just get go straight. The minute you stop listening to this, go and get those level $10 stakes on the underdogs uh, and then you'll have a few quid to bet with on Sunday night. So uh, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Uh, enjoy Ronaldo. Enjoy Vegas. <laughs> enjoy the NFL. Enjoy the MLB. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. 